to the Hacking Your Health podcast with Ben Kenning and Dave Kennedy. Two guys heading out to hack body, mind, business, and beyond. We are here to provide a single source, bullshit-free guide to understanding your body and how you can live better for longer. So, well, your talk's on the 29th. Yeah, I'm not gonna go the 24th. I don't think. I'm gonna, go, I'm gonna go after. I think, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So if I leave on the 24th, that's good. Sure. <laughs> Yo, what's up, everybody? Welcome back. Before we start, I'm gonna ask a favor. If you are a returning listener and you've been here before, I would really appreciate it if you wrote us a review or. Give us a like or subscribe or share it with someone. We would greatly appreciate it. Yep. Those reviews uh, definitely help us out and uh, get us more followers. And the more people we can reach, the more people we can help. So appreciate uh, that ahead of time. And the more f- listeners we have, the more cool people we can get on. Because there's almost like a buy-in for some people. are like, well, do you get this many listeners? And I'm like, not yet, but I will soon. So if you can do that, we can get other people on and help everybody. So I'm Ben Canning. I'm Dave Kennedy. And this is Hacking Your Health Podcast. I think we both have our sign right after 27 episodes yeah we have we we keep readjusting our uh sound equipment here to make ourselves hopefully sound better and more crisp and things like that and uh and i got these new lights which i haven't fully attached yet so if they fall down in the middle of the podcast i apologize ahead of time uh but i think i got the sound taken care of and i forgot my headphones downstairs uh, my sound, my sound card on my computer uh, busted last week, and so I had to get a new sound card. So while I was waiting, I had to get a different headset that would work. And it's a long story, but so I didn't have my head- headphones, and I, it's a disaster. But we made it, and it sounds good. And uh, you know, you look you good. I, th- I think it sounds good, right? I, I should sound good. Sometimes I, I hear things like other people's podcasts or like an ad for something. I'm like, wow, that sounds amazing, right? That's the same that's thing I do nice. too. That's why I'm like trying to get to that point to like figure out exactly like how do I get my voice to sound like that. And uh, it so might it's just, just be their voice. It could just be their voice. It could just be their voice. Yeah. But how <laughs> anyway, are you doing, dude? How are you doing? Nah, nice. I usually ask ah, you first. You first. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I'm doing good. Uh, actually, the only complaint I will have is my shoulder is fucking me off no end. And it's genuinely really affecting my training to the point actually where I was demonstrating uh, on a video or on like a client feedback video when I was doing something. I was like, my shoulder's a funny shape. So I think I'm actually not training my full shoulders. So I'm going to have like this flat left hand side <laughs> anterior delt. So if I look weird, that's what the problem is. But aside from that, no complaints. As I sent across to you, I've spent the past probably week absorbing loads of information um, and then starting to put together the first nine to 12 um, training videos that are going to go in the yet to be disclosed name of what the client hub slash second brain slash education portal is going to be. So it's cool. It's giving me something to focus on. It's going to get back to you guys and everybody else. So yeah, I mean, I'm good. No complaints. What about you? So explain a little bit about that. So the ability for your folks to be able to go in and like have videos, tutorials, descriptions, walkthroughs of everything from like nutrition to mental clarity, focus, lifestyle, that type of stuff to how do you do, you know, progressive overload, that type of stuff. Yeah, so the goal is, and, and always has been, 
with all you guys is to educate you to the point that you no longer need me. That's my goal as a coach, which may be a shitty business model, but I think education is the biggest part that's missing from any any sort of fitness journey or anything that you read on the internet. So what I'm going to do with that is build out a portal. Ideally, I'll be releasing videos every single week. You guys will get access, obviously, to all of them. As I build it, the more people that come on down the line, there'll be more sort of backlog videos there. But just to get pretty much a lot of stuff that we talk about, um, and actually probably will tie into a lot of stuff that we're going to talk about today, yeah. but just the general struggles, what people, the stuff that we all talk about day to day, how to hit your protein target, how to increase unique levels, how to set up your logbook for success, what progressive overload is, what that looks like, how to maximize your training. I mean, I've literally been doing this 12, I think I've 12 titles done. So yeah, everything that you'll need to know for a successful coaching journey long past ever actually working or being within the, the client group. That's awesome, man. Congrats on yeah. putting all that together and getting formulated and all that good stuff. Maybe I'll get you to put one together. Hey, uh, probably not going to happen, but... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay, we'll do one together. I'll do one. We can do one together. We can do one together. Yeah, sounds yeah, good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> actually, I'll gain a funny story on a total tangent. I was chatting to Matt the other day and he goes... He often goes on to me about content that I'm not like regularly posting on Instagram. And he was like, you know, what are you doing on Instagram? And blah. And like he posts twice a day on Instagram. And I'm like, I put an R solid content out with Dave every single week. Like, don't give me right. shit about fucking posting a 45 second reel on Instagram. Get the fuck. So we're doing the do over here. What's going yeah. on with you? How are you? Uh, I'm good. This is actually similar situation to you with my, uh, my left shoulder. I, uh, it's been kind of bugging so me. in sync. Yeah. We like literally, Although- so. You know, don't that's like my left shoulder. <laughs> it's my left shoulder as well. Yeah, yeah. But that's yeah. my. So this is my left. Yeah, but that's so. my left. <laughs> you know, isn't it? Uh, isn't it uh, true that uh, for women, they you know they hang around each other like good friends, things like that. Their menstrual cycles start to become yeah. similar. Same thing for us. We start to have similar pains, similar uh, with, with each other. As, <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> but uh, um, you know, it's it's. Uh, uh, it was, it's been bothering me for a few weeks. Um, and it, it, and I should have probably just, you know, when I injured it a little bit, just relaxed, uh, you know, for a couple of, of days to do it, but I didn't. And, uh, you know, so it's, it's definitely sore, but it's actually feeling pretty good today. I, um, I, uh, it's today's a, te- technically a rest day. Uh, I did orange this morning and then it's like a rest day. Um, so but why do you say technically and why are you doing inverted commas? It's because a like, I, I go to orange steer, which is like hit training, but I don't really consider that yeah. like a workout. I know it sounds like really weird. Like a, it's not a lifting session is, is yeah, what I should okay. say. It's, it's a workout. Yeah. It's cardio, but it's not a lifting session. An active, an active rest day. Yes. Yes, exactly. So, um, I had that today and then I actually fly out for Vegas, uh, tomorrow. Uh, so I'll be out Vegas for three days, um, uh, out there for the Cavs summer camp stuff that uh, my wife and I are going to for a little little date weekend uh parents have the kids uh, so that should be a lot of fun and i'm um, gonna try to get my lift in in the morning before i fly out um but uh yeah so the, the left shoulder has been a little 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 sore uh, a lot better today but i even with the like uh gym that uh gym component of orange theory i switched my workouts to be um biceps and triceps and uh just some squats versus what they had planned, which was heavy shoulders. I'm like, yeah, I'm probably going to from that today. Um, but uh, so that's been bothering me a little bit. And then I had a little bit of tightness of, of my back, uh, which, you know, I worked out pretty heavily this weekend with uh, the deadlifts. And then uh, uh, was it Monday, Monday or Tuesday? No, it was, it was Tuesday. It was also legs day. Um, and so I uh, hit my back pretty, pretty tight. It's, it's tired. It's not hurt. It's just sore and exhausted, fatigued. So when I'm running, I'm like, Oh, I'm so tired, but, uh, but, uh, it was good. Uh, I hit a PR today on, uh, the, the rower 
And, uh, of course, you had to have somebody sit on the rower so that I didn't break the rower. Um, and so you I like had to do bolted to the ground? It's, it needs to be bolted to the ground, uh, but it's not. So when I'm rowing, it's, like, coming up and flying up so they have to stand on it so that I don't uh, destroy the rower. But, uh, no, other than that, uh, things were good. I uh, spent all last night. So, you know, um, this morning when I woke up, and this is probably going to get into some of the discussions that we have today around uh, our struggles but I woke up this morning and I did not want to go over stereo like at all. And it's my own fault. I was up late last night uh, building my kid a uh, PC. Uh, he had saved up his money all through summer, you know, doing chores and things like that. And he finally had enough to build the parts for his PC. So him and I were basically working late building this PC, getting it up and running. You know, obviously with a new PC, if you ever built one before, it never goes as intended. There are certain things that you didn't plug in right or a cable's missing or you didn't plug in the power switch or whatever ends up being. So uh, what was supposed to be an hour took about two and a half. And then you, then you have to like load the software and then the drivers don't work. And then you have to do all this other stuff. So, you know, I got it all finally um, operational for him last night. And then this morning got all the games loaded for him. So now he's downstairs at like 240 frames per second screaming, this is the best day ever. But um, so it was worth it. But I stayed up super late putting it together. And so I woke up this morning like, yeah, I really don't want to go. But I did. Uh, I absolutely did. And uh, there's no chance of me not going. I have to go. Uh, which is kind of in that, that mindset side of the thing. But uh, other than that, uh, things are great. Family's great. Work is great. Life is great. Um, and an awesome 4th of July party. Lit off a lot of fireworks. Uh, a lot of fireworks. Uh, and uh, so that's always good when you're blowing stuff up. Did it nice and safe. Still have all my fingers. Uh, and, uh, you know, hey, going to light some more off next year. How did you, how did you light them off? Like, so I saw someone ask you that on Twitter. Like, what, what way did you set it up? So we, we've been doing this for about six years now. And uh, it, it kind of started off with my dad who um, used to bring fireworks like to uh, we used to always go to my grandma's house in Michigan. She was like in the middle of the woods, middle of nowhere. And he'd go and get some fireworks and light them off. And I always thought it was like the most amazing thing ever. And so the fourth, you know, obviously me being a veteran and all that stuff um, is a um, big day for me to celebrate uh, independence day. And, um, and, uh, you know, and, and my separation from, from our UK folks over there. Uh, but uh, you know, long time ago, but uh, uh, you know, it's, it's one of those days for me. It's just, you know, Grilling, food, family, you know, kind of like what I picture, you know, America to like really be like, you know, it's like that one sliver of moment where there's like not a lot of distractions. And obviously there were some horrible things that happened in our news and you know, it's hard to escape um, a lot of the negativity and, and, and um, division that we have. But at the end of the day, like that moment in time is something that I really enjoy doing. And the fireworks is a part of that where you're lighting off fireworks with family and friends. And so the way that we uh, do it, and it's actually changing next year. Um, is we lay out all the fireworks spaced out. And I live on a lot of acres of land, so it's like really spaced out, really far away from everybody. Um, and then we basically light them off. And we have four rows. Well, we have four rows, but there's there's two two stations basically. So there's like eight in a row, and it just goes back basically. So it's spaced back, spaced back. And what we do is we light four at a time. So we have torches. You know, we wear head glasses, um, you know, eyeglasses, and everything. And then we light, and then we run back, and then we move over to the other side. And then when that's going off, when it's finished, we go and we light that other side, move back, and then we keep, you know, basically pushing backwards um, as we go along. So it's very well organized, methodical. We're very careful. We light downward, not into the wake itself, which would be stupid. Um, so a lot of safety things that we, we really focus on. And obviously, there's there's a potential there. But next year, I inve um, invested in what's called an Ignite Firework System, uh, which um, has Is an alligator. It's basically a button. Yeah, yeah. So you can program your fireworks show. So the alligator clips basically go into these wireless transceivers that connect over Bluetooth 5, gets you about 400 feet away. And uh, you can basically put the alligator clips in, program your entire show 
remotely and then you hit the buttons and it all goes uh, off that way. So uh, next year, the, the system's here. I just didn't have time to do it this year and mess with it, but uh, it'll be, be ready to go next year. Nice. I did actually see that. I watched the Mr. Beast where he does the, the world's most expensive firework. And that's the book. Wasn't it like $500,000 of fireworks or something crazy? <laughs> $600,000. I, yeah. I need to watch it. My kids have been talking about it. He's like, Dad, it's almost as good as yours. I'm like, no, no. It's $500,000 of fireworks. It's definitely better than mine. You guys don't have to, don't have to yeah, lie yeah. there. But it is just have the big fire button. So I'll be there next year as long as you let me Do you light them off all at once? Uh, no, there's different stages. So the most okay. expensive one was like 160,000. Okay. So it was like ridiculous. a show that he did. Yeah. 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 He okay. did it in different stages, but yeah, it's worth, oh, it's worth a watch. It's worth like 12. He does some really great stuff. My kids watch Mr. Beast insane. all the time and I love him. Absolutely yeah, yeah. insane. Like yeah, what he crazy. does and what he's able to put together is, is totally ridiculous, but it's good. It's yep. good. So 4th of July was good. Yep. It was, it was very good. Now good. when's, when's your independence day? Isn't it in... Uh, it's, uh, it's a bit of a touchy subject. We don't really have independence over here. Well, I mean, like a celebration of like a like a Pride and Country Day. Uh, well, there's there's two, and that's where that's where the issues come. <laughs> so there's St. Patrick's Day, which right. is on the 17th of March, and then there's the 12th of July, which is on the 12th of July. But anyway, we don't have an Independence <laughs> Day. Long story short. Yeah. Got um, it. So today we're going to talk about what everybody else's struggles are and how we would sort of overcome them or what our, our thoughts are on them. Um, I put a tweet out on the We Hack Health Twitter. If you're not following it, please do. Um, just asking what was the biggest factor holding you back from achieving your health and fitness goals? And I got quite a lot of them. Um, and it was cool to sort of see what was going on. It was cool to get a bit of interaction from the community. It was cool to sort of see what they're struggling with. And it was also cool to see them actually interact and help with each other and not necessarily you or I reply with, with what we would do. So I thought it would be good to sort of elaborate on those, go through them. Um, I don't think we need to go through and be specific in terms of who it was that said it, but I think we can definitely yeah. go down the list and sort of see how, what advice we would give. Sound good? Sounds I good guess we can talk about our struggles too, because I mean, I'm not, I'm not immune to the struggles. My struggle at the minute is doing cardio. I just can't get it in my head to actually go and do it. Just got to do it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Right. So let's just pick one out around the Can I send you the link to have in front of you? Yeah. So the first one uh, that I thought was pretty good uh, was breaking out of my current routines and habits into healthier choices. And I think <clears throat> that's probably one of the, the largest struggles that I see most folks really, really do because we create habits that um, are, are routines that are now our normal routines of what we do. And if that's unhealthy lifestyle, that's unhealthy routines, that's unhealthy habits. Those are things that we're doing day in and day out. So how do you actually go and break those cycles? And, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I look back at my, I look at my success now and, and I have healthy habits now that I know I can continue to do for a long period of time. But I also look back at the, all the times that I failed and the habits that I tried to form and why weren't those successful. And I, I remember thinking about this and I remember when I was, uh, I lived in Berea for, for a while. It was my first, first house that I bought with my family. And <clears throat> there was the, uh, the Berea rec center, uh, which was, you know, maybe 15 minutes away. And I remember sitting out in the parking lot at like 5 a.m. because I had to be, my job was an hour drive there, hour drive back. So I had to get in, get my stuff done, and then come back. And, you know, I tried thinking about that. And I was like, well, you know, I have to, my, my, my work requires me to be there, let's just say at 9 a.m. And I have to work till 5 or 6 p.m. Um, and it's an hour drive there, hour drive back. When do I have time to get my workouts in? And, and obviously, I hate, you know, working out at night personally. But when I also get home too, all my family wants to see me because I'm there from seven to basically nine before they go to bed. That's only two hours. 
that I really have to do it. So I'd wake up in the morning and I dreaded waking up early. And I think partially if you look at why that failed, uh, it's because I wasn't sleeping enough. I was going to bed at two o'clock in the morning um, and that's a bad habit, right? And I'd wake up at five o'clock in the morning, which is three hours of sleep. And then I'd feel like shit the rest of the day. And I wonder why I felt like shit because I was going to bed at two o'clock in the morning. Um, and everything else kind of fell uh, from there. And that's why I think that failed. So I think there's small changes. And when I say small, um, they might be, be big to you at first, but they're small changes that will impact and have cataclysmic effects across everything else. So if I would have gone to bed, let's just say at 10, 30 or 11, would that 5 a.m. have been as hard because I would have gotten a little bit more sleep uh, throughout the day for my body to recover? Um, or could I have, you know, focused maybe only, I think I was trying to do like every single day, like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, which is total bullshit. When you're starting off, you don't want to do that. Um, can I have done it three days a week instead of five days a week or seven days a week, which isn't realistic when you're first starting off and done a little bit better with consistency there. So saying, hey, Monday, Wednesday, and Friday are going to be my days to lift. And those are non-negotiable. And those days I'm going to get good sleep. And, you know, those are, the, I think, the small changes that create good habits, but you have to fix the root cause of why it's so tough for you to do those changes. So if it's food, for example, you know, can I surround myself with better food? You know, can I do a prepackaged meal service like Tavala? I've mentioned a few times, which has an oven that comes in, you scan and it's super easy, but it's healthy. Um, you know, they do have like ones that are like 900 calories and a thousand calories. Be careful with those. But, um, you know, it's, it's one of those things where you have to be conscious of what your limitations are and what, things are holding you back to do those and then start to make changes to create those habits that allow you to stick with it. And it's, you know, I, I can't say enough. Like I didn't get this way overnight. It was small things that I changed that eventually I added upon to get to where I'm at today. And I think that's the biggest thing is like making small changes, whether that's sleep, whether that's nutrition, whether that's consistency, um, fixing those problems that you have and affording you the amount of time that you need to do these types of things can make a big difference down the road. Yeah. And I think, you know, part of me wants to say that it's not one thing that makes the change, but in a way it is one thing because one thing will lead into another that will lead into another. So it's not like there's one thing that's going to totally transform your life in terms of, I'm going to start this today and tomorrow my life's going to be totally different, but technically one thing that you change that will have a positive impact on your life will turn into another thing that will turn into another thing. So it's not one thing that's going to change it overnight, but one thing could change it over a longer period of time. And the thing about habits is everything that we do is a habit in some way, whether it's good or bad. And it's just about understanding what you need to do to get rid of the bad habits and what you need to do to add in the good habits. And obviously, you know, we had a podcast before about habits and routines, but the best thing that I can say is, Make the good habits easy and accessible and in in your face and build them off things that you already do and make the bad habits as hard and as difficult to do. Like you really would need to go out of your way to do it if you wanted to do that thing. And that is absolutely like basics in terms of that. Yep. And I think, uh, you know, fighting the bad habits, we've talked about this before on a lot of podcasts, but <clears throat> it takes time to change those routines, those habits. Um, there's a great podcast from Huberman Labs, Andrew Huberman. Um, that talks about, about, yeah, I know. It's been a while. I've actually been off, off of a little tangent of him lately. It's just the topics haven't hit me. It's like how to like change your patterns or whatever. I don't know. 
they're not topics I'm really interested in at the moment. Just tell me how to get more Jack Dondre. No right. Shit. Yeah. Like, hey, what do I need to take from a supplement perspective that gets me more muscles? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but uh, um, no, but I mean, but uh, breaking our cycle of habits that we are used to, our brains fight those um, because it's a new habit that we have to do. We're, we're uncomfortable with it. It's something new. We have to learn it. We have to do it, especially if you're new to lifting. Um, you know, lifting is going to be really challenging for you because you're putting your body under a lot of stress. You're doing things you haven't done before. You may not know the movements and how to actually do them in exercise. You may feel intimidated. All of those things are things that you have to overcome. And that comes with time, right? I feel very confident going to a gym now where I never in my entire life have ever felt comfortable going into a gym. Um, and yeah, no issue. I go to the gym, see what they have from an equipment perspective, find out what I want to work on, create a quick plan, go and execute on that. And then boom, I'm, I'm moving along and I get my shit done and I'm out. I don't even think about anybody else. I'm not worried about anybody else. I'm just doing my own thing and uh, I'll get pissed at people that are sitting on hawking the, uh, the equipment for like six hours, you know, because they're sitting there on their phones. But other than that, uh, that's about the only thing that really ticks me off. Um, but other than that, I mean, that's, that's, that's because I have built up enough comfort level with my routines and my workouts that that is possible. That wouldn't have been the case two years ago. That wouldn't have been the case three years ago, four years ago, five years ago. Um, so it's, it's, it's that repetition that makes a big difference. And generally speaking, it could take anywhere between, three weeks to a few months for that to become kind of sick, second nature for you. And I think that's the, the, the fail period that a lot of people um, really uh, struggle with because they go all in. It's like, Oh, I'm going to work out seven days a week. I'm only going to eat, you know, uh, wheatgrass, you know, shots, you know, for the rest of my, the rest of my life. And I'm never going to touch, you know, solid foods ever again. And I'm going to get 7,000, 70,000 steps and I'm going to run 40 miles and I'm going to do that all in one day, and that's going to be my routine for the rest of my life. And that's not obviously something that you're going to be able to do. So start off small, you know, lift three days a week, you know, get some steps in, you know, 10,000 to 12,000 is, is usually a good average number there. And, uh, and start to try to lock in nutrition, counting calories and things like that. And that's a lot right there. That's a lot of things to do right there. I mean, that's huge. But those three things will make like monumental ricocheting impacts very quickly, um, in your routine, your uh, and what you can do from a, a flexibility perspective to get you where you need to go. Yeah, and I think the thing about it is, you know, like you're saying, it takes time to actually get you there. And I think oftentimes people give up before they actually get there. And it's like that that meme you see of the miner, and he's like digging for a diamond or something, and like the walls like that thick, and he's just there, and he just fucking turns away whenever he was almost right getting the thing that he wanted. So stick with it; it will come over time, and it will just develop over time. And it's still things that I'm trying to incorporate to add things in and. You always play about with it and manipulate it in terms of like, okay, I want to start to add this in or I want to take that out or whatever. Um, I think, you know, it, as we said before, like it's a never, it's a never ending journey. Yep. So there's one here that I want. No, I've okay. got one. Oh no, I, I got turn. one. I got one. My turn. No, I got one. No, you I did got, first. No, I got, do you I know, first? I, I know. Right. <laughs> <laughs> there's one here that my biggest problem is managing my meals. I tend to see friends or go out a lot and try and eat healthy consistently can be difficult, especially when local restaurants don't list their calories on the menu. Now, this one I enjoyed because the thing about it is you can still do all of these things as long as you manage yourself the rest of the time. And the, the it's not even that point that I want to touch on, but you can do it as long as you sort of prep ahead. You know when these things are coming, you know what you're eating throughout the rest of the day and you have like a, a balance of calories going into these situations. The other thing is, something that I've been practicing recently and it's funny because, and you'll know this, like I'm not a snacker, let's say. And if there's something that I want and I know it's in the cupboard, I'll just go and get it. And I'll not even think about it. Like I'll just go and get it and I'll do it. 
but I've really been practicing saying no. And the reason I've been doing it is not for the fact of not having the snack, but then the the internal dialogue I have about myself and about the, the type of person that I want to become is someone who has that control over it. And even down to like, if I go to pick up my phone or check my phone when I'm in the middle of doing something or working, I've started to do that. So what I want to get across about this is get into the habit of being okay with saying no to things, whether it is going out to every single event that you ever get invited to, or whether it is after dinner, going and grabbing something from the snack cupboard, get to the point where you're okay saying no and comfortable with it, that you're not always just saying yes to everything and you're letting other things or external sources control your life, your health and your well-being ultimately. So that's one thing that I've been sort of trying to touch on with that. Yeah. And, and I think when you go out, which, you know, it was perfectly acceptable to do, you know, be mindful of the things that you're eating. If you're going to go out and get, you know, a massive, huge burger with fries and, you know, a, a Sunday and with everything five else. Guys. Yeah. Five guys. guys, you know, you're, you're pounding, 500 calories. Sure let's right. say you're pounding 2000, some calories right there. You know, if that's your only meal of the day, fantastic, you know, um, but, uh, <laughs> You're, you're probably not going to be able to eat like that consistently and expect to have results of what you want. So, you know, when I go out and eat, um, the first thing I look at is what do they have as far as healthy options on, on the menu? Do they have like chicken breasts? Do they have, you know, things that, that, that aren't fried? Uh, they don't have a ton of bread and frying on it. Uh, you know, what are the options that I have available to me in those different areas that I can use uh, that allow me to, to at least have a decent meal that can probably put some good um, numbers around? So if they're whole foods... Usually you, usually you can gauge the size. So if it's one chicken breast, two chicken breast, uh, broccoli, rice, things to that effect, those are usually pretty easy to gauge from a calorie content perspective. Is it as fun as eating, you know, a five guys, you know, triple cheeseburger? Potentially not, but I feel like shit after I eat a five guys triple cheeseburger. So yeah. I'd rather have some chicken breast and rice and, 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 and broccoli and feel great about that than eating a triple cheeseburger with, you know, and then engorging myself on a, a milkshake afterwards and feeling like total shit. Now, I'm stating that, you know, this weekend on the 4th of July party, you know, I was good all week with calories and uh, you're going to see my check-in on Saturday. <laughs> not going to see my calories because, you know, I, I ate like total crap. You know, I had uh, I had a chicken and steak hoagie. Uh, I had, you know, some some uh, chicken tacos. I had uh, some um, uh, root beer float. You know, I, but, you know, that entire day up leading up until that, I was great on my macros. I was eating protein, a lot of protein. Everything was good. I was I was cutting back substantially on carbs because I knew I was going to have a carb heavy centric um, uh, dinner, and so you know all of that was was fine, and I accept that because that's one day versus you know consistency across all my other days. Here's the thing that's different between that though is I didn't do that the next day or the next day, the next day after that, and the day after that. So I'm going to go back to it eventually, and I never do. Um, I think that's the routine that a lot of people fall into is like they have one bad day and they're like, "Fuck it, I'm done. I'm just gonna I'll do it tomorrow." And then I'll do it tomorrow. Ah, I'll do it tomorrow. I'm still within the week. I'm good. Okay, it's a month. I'm fucking. I'm not gonna do it anymore, right? And so I think that cycle of of t telling yourself that it's okay is a problem, um, and you know, condoning yourself to do that multiple times. But every once in a while, again, it's not a big deal. But you know, be cautious of what you're going after eating. A lot of the big restaurants that you know are, are name brands um, will have calorie counts typically listed on their website. From a nutrition perspective, a lot of um, uh, restaurants will put calorie counts on the actual menu itself, which I really like. Um, sometimes you don't know that though. And so that's why I usually go safer than sorry, go get something that's pretty decent. And then from there, go, go get something else. Yeah. But even, even if they don't have the calories in the menu, whatever the fucking meal's called, just put it into my fitness pal. And there will be something 
that is similar. It doesn't need to be just a total write-off because you haven't got the exact thing from that exact restaurant. So there will be something you can track. There's two points I want to sort of pick up on that you said is you said about them not be able to do that all of the time and get the results that you want. And I think it comes down to deciding what do you want more? Do you want to eat cheeseburgers every single day more than you want to look and feel good for the rest of your life? Like, as you said, you can do both as long as you manage it either side and it comes right back to the, if you're going to eat like an asshole at the weekend, don't eat like an asshole during the week. And even, you know, to sort of elaborate in the second point, like everything that you said there that you had, chicken and steak, chicken, like you almost subconsciously make those choices that are going to be higher in protein in some way. So when you start to like really build this as a habit, it just becomes the way that you eat and the way that you think about food and stuff like that. So it just takes time to actually get there. It doesn't need to be just a total write-off because you like going out for food with your friends. Yep. Yep. And it's the consistency that makes the big difference across all this, right? It's, it's, you know, um, recognizing, Hey, you're going to have bad days. I remember, you know, I, I was really consistent for like, eight months when we first started, like, I mean, like literally to the T everything I did. And then I went out for a poker night one night and I, I still remember this as a, an example, you know, and I, I ate like total crap. I had like pizza and stuff like that. And I was probably like 800 calories over what I should do. And I called you the next day and I'm just like, I'm a total mess right now. Like I totally destroyed my calories. I'm, I'm progressing back to who I was before. I'm going to be this big Dave again. I'm going to lose all the work that I've done because of this one day, you know, like, dude, that's the silliest thing I think I've ever heard before. He's like, you know, like just, Get back I maybe wasn't. Maybe wasn't as polite as that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think you were. You were there's a couple, couple words in there, but uh, you know, it's 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 one of those things where I think you know you you have to recognize, hey, you're going to have bad days, but that's okay. Like everybody has bad days. Everybody has days where you know they just feel like eating, and maybe you need it sometimes. Maybe you need that day to just you know stuff yourself and feel good and all that other stuff, but don't rely upon that upon making a consistency. So you know, at the end of the day jump back back on it make continue to make that your habit continue to push through it and then good things happen after that agreed um you had one the last time i did it was it was similar to like the um it was similar to where's it at i just lost it <laughs> oh yes um, so it's similar to the one that you just said, um, uh, before, um, money, uh, what was eating clean, healthy with the right macros without having to do a ton of meal prep. Um, I'd love to just order custom macro meals and focus on that, but it, you know, it's costly. Um, I think that's a big one. Um, I, you know, I can't, uh, when I look at, at like, uh, the amount that it takes to purchase those meals that are already pre-prepped and have the macros already pushed down, it's much more expensive to get those than it is to, you know, make your own food and things like that, that's healthy. So that often becomes a problem. What do you see from a nutrition perspective that helps you there? So there's another question that sort of ties in with this, and it was about having money to afford 100 grams of protein per day. So both these will sort of tie into each other. And truthfully, I mean, I want to call bullshit on both of them because whenever I first started training, and I posted the pictures of meal prep, like whenever I first started training, I was working in the juice bar, obviously. And uh, I wasn't making a lot of money, but I was still able to, I still had time obviously to prep my food. That was the easy bit. But in terms of like affording it, it wasn't an issue. Um, and I actually went through, I went to American, I must've went to like Walmart or some American store. I don't know, to actually look to see what the price of things was to be able to see, right, okay, this is how much it actually costs. And um, so on the cost side of things, 130 grams of protein, four eggs is a dollar, 
250 grams of lean beef mince is $2.75 and 250 grams of chicken thighs is $1.50. So like that's five and a half dollars, I guess. Um, so that'll take the box from a protein perspective. In terms of the meal prep, I think again, this is an excuse because if say you eat four meals a day to cook those as you go throughout the day, it's going to take a lot of time. Like it's going to take a lot of time out of your day. If I went right now and wanted to cook, you know, lunch, dinner or whatever, it's going to take more time than if I were to cook everything in a batch. And the way that I used to do it was on a Sunday, cook, I used to eat five meals a day. So I used to cook 15 meals, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. On a Wednesday, I used to cook for Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And I've said this before. And like, it, you know, I posted the pictures on Twitter. Like it, from what I remember, it was decent food. It was well put together. It ticked every box. It had all the protein. It had all the fats, had all the carbs, had all the veg. Yeah. Everything was sorted for the week. Yeah. It took me between an hour and maximum an hour, 20 minutes. And okay, first time, probably not, because I was like trying to fucking work everything out. But whenever you get the the order that everything's meant to go in, you can be so much more efficient with your time. So cut the chicken, marinate the chicken, put it in the oven. When it's in the oven, cook the mince. While you're cooking the mince, cut whatever else it is, boil the eggs, start to weigh out the veg. Like you can do things while other things are happening. And you can cook 15 to 20 meals in the space of an hour. Yeah. If you were to cook 20 meals as you go throughout the week, you're not going to do that in an hour. You're not even close. Yeah, before before I did Tavala, which is that, that prepackaged stuff I talked about before, yeah. um, I would I had meal prep for the entire week. And so I would uh, do a combination of both. I'd just go to the store, I'd buy a bunch of steak, I'd buy a bunch of chicken, I'd buy a bunch of rice, I'd buy a bunch of you know broccoli and, 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 and veggies, and I would cook it all right there. You know, And it would take me probably an hour or so uh, to get it all done, packaged up, ready to go in the fridge. And each day I would just pick it up. Boom, 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 ready to go. I had, my, I had it all um, kind of put together and ready to do it, that, do it that way. But there's also other options you have available too. Like if you're going to go eat out again, you know, if I'm going to go to like P.F. Chang's, uh, which is a, a Chinese uh, chain here in the United States, which is pretty common across the board. You know, they list all of their uh, calories on there, their macronutrients on there, and they're relatively decent. Like I know I can get um, chicken with rice and broccoli. That's, you know, 500 calories you know, 36 grams of protein, 55 grams of carbs, you know, you know, 17, 18 grams of fat. So, and that's a pretty good balance ratio um, of carbs to fats to protein. Um, so again, you can, you need a quick thing on the pinch. You know, there's some great places to go to like Subway, for example, you can eat pretty good. Chipotle, you can eat very good, you know, Chipotle, rice, chicken, you know, fajitas, you know, don't throw a bunch of, you know, cheese and sour cream and, you know, uh, the tortilla wrap, which is, I think the tortilla wrap alone is like 500 calories. Um, so, you know, just be careful what you eat, but there are options that if you need it in a pinch or you're traveling or things like that, um, you can go and, and get those types of, of things as well. So if you don't need to, if you d didn't meal prep, there are other options you have available to you. But I also know that like in a bind, <laughs> what I also do is um, a lot of times for lunch, if I'm, if I'm in a hurry, um, I, I buy these uh, wheat buns, which wheat buns are 120 calories. Um, and I, um, get off the bone, uh, chicken deli meat, um, which is like not loaded with all of the sodium and everything else the nitrates and stuff that they throw into it. And then I throw, you know, a piece of cheese on there. And then I, you know, I put out, but I load it with a ton of Turkey and then I, um, hit that in the microwave for a few seconds to make it a little bit warm, throw some pickles on it, throw some mustard and boom, I have, you know, a 400 calorie, 50 grams of protein, 30 grams of, of, of carbohydrates ready to go for me. Um, very quickly, that's all whole foods that I don't have to worry about. Right. Um, and that's like, that takes like literally 15 seconds for me to prep. Right. Um, and so it's like those op quick options that you have available too. You just have to be conscious of when you're going into the food store and what you're picking up. Like 
when I go to the food store, I know each aisle I'm going to, what I'm going to get, I, have, I get protein waffles, which, you know, are high in protein that I like to um, have a good mix of carbohydrates and proteins. I, I get cottage cheese with pineapple, which I like the taste of. Um, I get, you know, Greek yogurts. Uh, I'll get beef jerky. For, so if I'm in a bind, you know, I can eat some quick beef jerky, which is usually anywhere between 20 to 40 grams of protein. Um, so you can get um, this in other locations and, you know, things that can be quick if you need to, if you didn't do the meal preps prior. But, you know, again, getting into a routine of meal prepping is not that hard. Again, you can literally pop it together within, you know, an hour and you have it for the rest of the week. You're all set. Yeah. And that's, it literally just comes down to making a habit. And like, I challenge anyone who doesn't have an hour to find the prep meals. It, it does take a while to get used to like the timing of it and everything, but it doesn't need to be that complicated. And what I've tried to do recently is post the meals that I do make. And like, I was talking to JG actually who answered the, the question earlier and I was like, I actually don't prep my meals anymore because obviously I'm in the house so it's easy to go get them, but it doesn't take me a long amount of time to do it because I know the things that I can cook and throw together quickly. And I think it's having that sort of insight to know the week ahead and know, right, okay, this day I'll probably be okay, this day I'll probably be okay, this day I'm probably going to be short on time, so I need to have something I can just throw together. And even like you said earlier on, I went in started cooking some chicken off and it just didn't smell right. And I didn't want to go down that street. So I sacked it off. And then I had like a, a big packet of pastrami, put it in a bagel, put some mustard and a pickle on it. And then I had it was like 45 grams of protein, 40 grams of carbs. And it literally took me the time it took the bagel to toast to put it together. And that was it. Done. So having those things for when you're in situations that the shit hits the fan or you're slightly less time, um, was good. And actually like I have had meal prep before, like I have had companies, prep my food before and I don't necessarily like it. I don't like the the control that, that they have. Like I don't like the, you know, I just don't, number one, I don't like the variety because obviously you go and Monday you're getting this for lunch and then you're eating like, you know, chicken noodles and then you're having like salmon this and I'm like too much variety for me. I just like this, I know what I'm going to get. Yeah. It's interesting. Um, you know, for the meal prep stuff, I've had a, quite a few of them uh, before in the past. And I like them at first, but then it becomes like repetitive of the type of food that they have. And I start eating it over and over and over and over and over and over again. And I start to dislike the meal service. So I switch to a different one and those types of things. Um, there are uh, really cool, like HelloFresh, um, you know, those types of ones that come with it all pre-packaged, but you still kind of have to cook it. So it takes like a half hour to kind of cook your meal for dinner. Uh, we do those. So like I usually use the Tabalas for lunch and then dinner, I'll cook, you know, like a 30 minute dinner for my whole family. Um, you know, or smoke something on the grill or whatever. Um, like yesterday I did steaks and I try to try to keep consistent with, you know, kind of the family, you know, theme of eating healthy at the dinner table and teaching my kids, you know, the appropriate way to, to, to eat versus, you know, chicken tenders and pop, you know, uh, pop tarts and delicious. Like they, they are delicious. They are delicious. Like, the the double, double decker oatmeal cream pies. Um, <laughs> but, uh, uh, you know, it, it's, it's still in those routines in my, my family as well, but I noticed that when I use those prepackaged ones, I start to get burned out on those pretty quickly. But I will say, again, with Zavala, they have a really good mixture of things that you can purchase, and they change the menu all the time. So you're getting new things that you're, you're you know, you're unique or different um, quite a bit. So I've had that service thing now for like a year and some change, and I still really enjoy them. I don't, you know, I'm not eating them as much because I'm finding myself, you know, out at the office or things like that to where I don't necessarily have the ability to use it. I might just get another oven over there so I can bring my meals with me, um, which isn't a bad idea. I mean, the oven's like, you know, 50 bucks um, yeah. and you go from there. But uh, again, yeah, things that you you can do to help prep ahead of time and get used to those those meals is definitely desirable. And the thing, the last sort of point that I'll put on that is if you're cooking dinner, 
just cook a little bit more and have that the next day for your lunch. Okay. Yeah. Maybe it's not ideal, but in terms of time, if you're going to cook the meal, it doesn't take that much more time to prep a bit more and have it the next day. Cause I know some people are like, Oh, I don't want to have food that's been sitting there for three days, whatever. Um, so yeah, that, that would be the simplest way to do that. Yep. Yeah. Another one. So if not, I have one. Yeah, go ahead. So this one, uh, he's not going to mind me using his name. Uh, Jake, who's always really active. Uh, appreciate all of his stuff, but, uh, Jake said, uh, time. Okay. But fitness and health are priorities, so I'm making the time. And I love that statement, right? Because our lives make us super busy all the time. So we're always busy doing things. We're always we always got a million priorities. And you know, it's like, you know, I always get asked, well, how do I, you know, run businesses and have a family and do this and do that and do this? And, you know, it's like because I prioritize what's important to me in my time. And there's nothing wrong with prioritizing health and fitness in your time. Uh, that's for you. That's for your family. That's for you to be there for your loved ones. Uh, that's there for you to live a healthy lifestyle and feel good about yourself and to have the energy to complete you know, tasks in life. Um, our bodies respond well to stress. That's how we are engineered and designed as human beings, both you know, men and women. And uh, we react well to those types of things. And it helps us get stronger. It helps us live longer. It helps us do the things that we want to do. So there's nothing wrong with allocating time. The big issue that I see for most people is, and this goes in business, this goes in life, this goes in prioritizations, is time, um, time management. And you know, if you if you don't dedicate time for yourself to get better and to improve yourself, you will not be successful in this journey. Right? There has to be time dedicated to yourself, whether that's going outside and getting steps in, whether that's hitting the gym three times a week or twice a week, um, whether that's spending time to document your calories uh, for things that you're eating. Those are things that you dedicate for you that are time management skills. And again, we are all busy. I run, you know, two companies. I have, you know, a family. I have, you know, 300 plus employees. I deal with these things day in and day out. And I have to prioritize what I can do because it's not possible. It is not humanly possible for me to complete all the tasks that people assume that I can, I can complete. You know, someone, you know, I get, I get, let's just say 150 emails a day. There is zero chance I can respond to all 150 emails a day. It's not possible, you know, but I prioritize what's important and I respond back with, you know, maybe I don't have time for this. I apologize, but I still prioritize my own time that I need to get to the gym. Like yesterday is a good example. I looked at my calendar and uh, I had a meeting at uh, 9.30 a.m. I had a meeting at 10.30. I had a meeting at 12, 1, and 3, Okay. And then I had uh, my, my son's baseball game yesterday. So I knew that my day was pretty much jammed uh, from a allocation perspective. Now I could get a probably a really good late, late night lift in, but again, I hate lifting at night. So what did I do? I woke up at 6 a.m. Woke up at 6 a.m., dedicated time to myself. Guess what I did the night before? Went to bed earlier. Went to bed earlier because I planned ahead because I knew what my calendar was for the next day and I knew what I needed to do. And I planned my day accordingly. Woke up at 6 a.m., wasn't happy about it. Uh, you know. <laughs> Took my pre workout. Still not happy about it. Still upset that I wake up at six a.m. yesterday, um, and and I got my shit done because that's what I had to do. Um, There's no option. Like I, I didn't have an option where we're like, hey, I was going to have two hours in between this meeting or things that I could go hit the gym at the office or things like that. I just didn't have the time, so I knew I needed to get in the morning or else I was going to be pissed off at night lifting. So you know, those are the types of decisions that you have to make in time management to allocate the time appropriately. Now. You know, and during the normal week schedule, I try to keep my meetings like nine onward, um, you know, nine or ten onward, uh, so that 
I can get a good lift in the morning, you know, and maybe bleed a little bit into like nine, nine thirty, uh, or if it's like a really long day that Ben hit program, maybe ten o'clock, you know. But only on a Saturday. <laughs> Saturdays are the long days. That's a long days. I love those days though. Um, but uh, you know, but luckily my 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 schedule is flexible enough for me to be able to do that. It's not like I'm not putting the time into work. But my schedule is a little bit to where I could do it. And I understand that everybody can do that. And everybody's obviously their own boss. Or they might have, you know, more rigid uh, bosses that don't allow to have flex time. Or you might be in a a corporate environment. But, again, making that time for yourself uh, becomes that extremely important important aspect for all of this to be successful. Everybody's busy. We're all busy. Nobody – I mean, I'm sure there's busier people than others in in life in retrospect. But at the end of the day, it's insane to think that you can't dedicate an hour for yourself a day. Yeah. And I think it, it's, it's exactly what you said. It's not the time is the problem. It's time management is the problem and how you manage your time. Um, and even, you know, to sort of go back to what you're saying about corporate and stuff like that, like just ask, you know, just say, you know, I, my friend Ali that I talked to, you know, he, he went to his boss and he's like, look, I need time to do this throughout the day, whether it was training or it's like a personal development hour or something. And they got they given they are to go and do it because I know a lot of companies are starting to move towards looking after their staff and mental health and you know uh, a more healthier workforce. So you know you may think that you don't have the time, you can't get the time during work, but a lot of companies have gyms in the office. You know if you just ask, can I take forty five minutes to an hour out of the day here because I want to go and do something that's going to improve me as a person? I think they'd be an asshole to say no, and um, so it'd be worth definitely worth asking. Yep. Well, I agree. I'd like to point out one here from Billy Bootwright as well. He just wrote nothing. <laughs> what a fucking lesson. That is, that is a great response though, right? Like what yeah. is holding you back from hitting your goals and objectives for being healthy, living your lifestyle that you want to do or your body goals or whatever? Nothing. Nothing, right? It's yourself. Yeah. It's yourself. Yeah. 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 And actually that's, that's another one that I want to touch on. There was maybe about five or six people who said me. That they're just, yeah. Their response was me. And then it's so frustrating to me because I understand that they are, you know, in, in essence, everybody who said what they said, they are the reason that they're not moving towards their goal. Like whatever reason or excuse that they give is because of them. So technically it all boils down to them as the reason. But the well, there, there, and there's another gave, response there that was myself dot 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 finding excuses to not do something mental block that will soon uh, that will soon need to overcome right and that's that's the thing it's like it's myself dot dot yeah. dot where do we start from there yeah but the thing about it is it's like okay you're quote unquote the issue or the problem but at the same time you're the solution so you're fully in control of making that change you just need to decide to do it and i think oftentimes this is a bit of a funny sort of mindset one is sometimes people just need the permission to do it. So they think that they can't do it or they can't do this. They're the problem. They're also the solution. This is the permission that you need. Yep. What are you listening for? My, my kids, they were out there screaming. So if you hear uh, kids screaming in the podcast, they weren't murdering each other. They're actually excited <laughs> and having fun. Um, I just told them I'm on a podcast to so stop having fun, which, uh, you know, is great of me. I'm just dad to do Nobody's right. allowed to have fun at this time. You cannot have no fun, fun right now. Just yeah. go have fun somewhere else. Not right time at the door. Um, have fun quietly. Have fun quietly. You know, dot, dot, dot. Um, but uh, no, it's, it's you know, um, and I like the response you put back to that individual, right? Which is start small, one day at a time, one foot in the door. And then we talk, you know, talk about making ourselves 1% better each day. And again, you know, it's, it's, we've talked about this a lot in the podcast. We've had a lot on the podcast, but it really is those little minor incremental steps that you do that make those huge impacts or differences down the road. 
Um, it's those habits that we form and create that build the foundation for our house that we want to be and how we want to look and how we want to feel and how we want to move forward in our progress that that make those big changes that blow the doors open for us. Repetitiveness. You know, you hear like, well, how did you get the muscles that you have? Well, it's repetitiveness. It's literally repetitiveness. It's going to the gym and not, you know, um, uh, taking a day off. It's not, I mean, we'll let me rephrase that. You take days off to recover, but if you have planned scheduled, you know, resistance training, you go and you do those trainings. You don't sit there and skip unless you're hurt or injured or things like that, but you don't make excuses for yourself. You go and you do them. If you miss a day, you you go back and you recover. You do that day and you make, you make up that day. Now, maybe you shouldn't do what I did where I lifted like three days in, in a row or three days, uh, three times in one day. Um, not smart, but I didn't I didn't take your advice. Either you did not take my advice day, that day? So, no, <laughs> no. So the, the issue or the question that I had for Dave last week was I on the day that I was meant to train, it was meant to be my push day, which is obviously our favorite day. But I pushed all my sessions back and to try and sort of reestablish the right days and being in the right order because I've missed a couple of days. So I was technically meant to do leg day in terms of the order, but the day was push day. And that would have put me back in the order, push day, pull, and then legs again on Sunday. So I was like, Dave, what do you think you should do? And he goes, just do both. Like, <laughs> no, that is not the right That is not what you're supposed to do. And, and, and in my fairness, I said it's absolutely the wrong thing to yeah, do. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. But you should do it. We would not recommend. But you should do it. We would not recommend, but you definitely need to do it. This is a terrible yes. idea. You should do it. You, you should definitely do it. Yes, yes. So <laughs> I didn't I didn't take it. Back. Oh, that's a shame. That's a shame. But uh um, yeah, so I think those are all good things. Again, starting small, moving up from there, and then being able to really try to push yourself down the road um, is is a big thing. And and uh, uh, another person that wrote new goals, right? Um, you know, new goals are really tough to establish uh, and 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 keep consistent to. And I think it's important to recognize that. Hey, how long did it take you to get to these unhealthy habits? Um, you know, uh, in your life, so it's going to take time to get you out of the unhealthy habits to new habits and then build those habits up to where it starts to have a major impact in your physique, how you feel, your energy levels, everything else. But some of these changes, you know, if you start doing sleep right away, you start getting, you know, six and a half plus hours, six to six and a half hours plus of sleep a day, and you're only getting four or five, you're going to notice a substantial change in how you feel, brain clarity, fog, you know, stuff like that. It's going to be a big difference for you um, as you start to go along. So there are small, small changes that can have large impacts in your success in this and how you feel. Um, but a lot of times the small changes, like, especially if it's like, Hey, I want to, you know, build muscle and lose fat. Well, you know, just to be perfectly frank, building muscle takes an ass ton of time. You know, our bodies produce muscle at a extremely slow rate. Um, and so it takes a long time to build muscle, but you are building muscle, which is a great thing. So, so building muscle, and, and eating healthy and shaving the fat off is a great thing, but it takes time to get there, right? And I'm in that awkward spot where, you know, I, and we talked about this in the last podcast, which is I want to be bigger, right? In the same way, Ben, you want to be bigger. Um, so we have to put on as much muscle mass as we can, but we're not going to be as relatively lean as we want to be um, during that period of time because we, we want to push. Now, I can do it slower. I can say, hey, I'm good where I'm at now. going to cut this down. And then I'm going to slowly build muscle over time. Yeah, screw that. I want to be I want to be stronger. So, you know, <laughs> I want to grow as much muscle as I can. Actually, so. the, the, the funny thing about it is at the minute, I'm actually getting smaller. You are. You I'm are. You're at a deficit. I, so, yeah. It sucks. It sucks so bad. And I, it's saw, I saw your abs popping out there. That one picture he sounds like, yeah, hey, look at his abs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're there. They're there. We do see them in 68 weeks. Yeah. <laughs> the, 
yeah, it's about my seat as well. And it's funny, it's, it's a point that I say we want to touch on as a bit of a tangent, like focusing on weight and why it sucks. And this is the opposite of, of your sort of thought process. Obviously, your thought process up until we rewired it was you want to be lighter, you want to be lighter. And then when it started going up, it sucked. For me, I spent so long trying to get the 220 pounds or 100 kilos, depending on where you are in the world. So long. And I have maintained in and around or above 100 kilos probably for about 18 months, maybe more. Like, like I would say that would be my general walking around weight without having to really do anything, which is cool for me because obviously it took me so long to get there. But now that I'm in a deficit and it's coming down, as soon as I went below the 100 kilos, I feel like skinny then again. Like I feel like I'm that skinny person again. Obviously I'm not. That's why I sort of got those photos to compare. But it's funny, the sort of psychological thing and just a number, like going from 100, which is obviously three digits to two digits again. This morning I was 98. I would say I'll probably get down to 92 maybe, which is like proper skinny. 200 pounds, 202 pounds. Yeah. That's, that, I'll be small. Yes. yes. I will be small. Then. You say small, you're still going to be big then. It's just going to be, 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 <laughs> be bigger than, than I was, then. but yeah. I'll be, yeah, 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 yeah. And another actually sort of, again, other side tangent note is, and I want to get your thought on this, is setting goals that, that have a, a a final thing, like setting goals that are specific to something. I don't know if they're good or bad in a sense that when you get there, then what do you do? Like, obviously, we always say, you know, become better, 1% better. Like, that's a sort of a goal that can go on forever. So it's something that you potentially will never feel like you reach or are satisfied with. But at the same time, it's not something that you get to, and then you can just get complacent and sort of been like, oh, fuck it, I'm just going to eat Pop-Tarts for the rest of my life. Well, there's nothing wrong with eating pop tarts for the rest of your life. Um, you know, no, you can have them, but just not every meal, every yeah, day. Yeah, 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 yeah. Especially like the double decker oatmeal cream pies as well. You can't that's, not that's not a pop tart. That's not a pop tart. Little Debbie is single handedly responsible for the obesity crisis in the US. <laughs> I'm going to say it. Like, that's stuff that you sent me. I'm like, dude, it's like, bad. I'm just. It's bad. It, it, like, again, heart palpitations made me feel like total crap. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not doing that again. People eat that all the time. Anyway, so time. what's your thoughts on like finite goals in terms of like it has a an end? time weight something I, I don't i don't really think i have any finite goals like you know here's the thing like we have goals where you know we're right now um increasing calories we're going to do that through summer maybe do a little couple of mini cuts you know do that through winter and then eventually you know by summertime cut it up and see where i'm at right and but that's just a a, a goal that's a goal we have a, a finite time of when that's going to happen but it doesn't mean that that's not going to continue and be different as it goes along. So I think if you have finite goals, it should be something that continues maybe in a different form down the road. You're never finished with what you're doing, yeah. right? You know, if, if your goal is to lose 20 pounds, okay, great. What after that? What what, yeah, what comes yeah. after the 20 pounds, right? And I think that's a, the diet culture I run into is, is the issue in this because you see – Okay, hey, if you go on this diet, you're going to lose ten pounds in two weeks. Well, that's that's great, but what do you do after that? You're going to go right back to eating shit. Put and on then 15. You're, going put, you're going to put on fifteen. Week. <laughs> and that's what I that's what I used to do all the time. And so, you know, you you have to have goals of okay, if I'm going to lose the fifteen pounds, and I'm going to do the work and agony and pain of losing fifteen pounds in two weeks. You know, what am I what am I going to start doing afterwards to ensure that I either stay consistent with losing, uh, or if I'm good there, which you know, nobody's going to be good with just losing 15 pounds. And you think you're good at that point, if that, if you're already in, in a position, you know, what do I do to make, to make my lifestyle change difference so that when I come off of this it's successful, I think that's like the, the big difference between success versus short-term goals um, is that you have to have the long-term gain in mind, right? 
you have to understand what is happening in your body, how it's transitioning and being able to move differently because of that. And that's one thing that I really appreciate working with you is you, you help me navigate those situations where I'm like, I'm in a, a confused spot where I'm like, Hey, you know, I, I've noticed I've been gaining weight. Well, yeah, you're, you're gaining muscle. I'm like, Oh, that's a good point. You know, but I would never push myself there. I'd be like, Oh, I, I hit a certain number in my head. I'm done. Right. Like I can't go any further than that. Well, no, like who says, you know, two, 200 is perfect for six, four when you're putting on muscle mass. Well, no one, right. You know, you want to keep growing that eventually if you want to have double the size of muscles, where's that muscle going to go? It's going to go in weight. So, you know, having a, a, a long-term guide that changes along with how your body changes, I think is important. And it's always, I think, you know, it's, it's, it's a refinement, right? It's, it's refining those goals saying, well, Hey, when I lose 15 pounds, you know, I'm going to drop another 10 slowly over time by eating the right way. Okay, cool. That's a good goal. And once I hit those 10 pounds, let's take a look and address where I'm at now and where do I want to go. Well, cool. I feel comfortable on the weight wise, but I also want to look great with the shirt off and have some muscles and abs. Cool. All right. So I need to start doing some resistance training and also keep a lean, you know, uh, you know, uh, type of body mass. Cool. So those goals change over time. They're never finite or done. Uh, it's just something that morphs based on how you morph. Yeah. And I think the thing about it is it's exactly what you said. It's like, I'm going to do this and then, so I'm going to lose 15 pounds and then I'm going to do this, or I'm going to lose, I'm going to be in a deficit for 12 weeks and then I'm going to go to maintenance for four weeks. And I think it's knowing what comes after. And the biggest thing about it is generally, and from my experience being on calls with potential clients and clients, the, the goal that they have in their head and the way that they're going to feel or the way that they think they're going to feel when they get there are never in line. So they're like, I'm going to lose 40 pounds and then they lose 40 pounds. And then it's the same with me actually. Now that I think about it, like I was like, I'm going to be hundred kilos. I remember clear as day it was like 99 point something one day. And then a couple of days later it was like 101.1. I was like, I mean, I've been working towards this for about eight years, seven years. <laughs> like there was absolutely zero satisfaction in actually yeah. standing and hitting that number. Yeah. So it's like, you think it was a mental number is, that you had put in your head. Yeah. It means yeah. absolutely nothing. Nothing at yeah. all. Yeah. But it's like, when I get there, I will, or when I get there, I will. And it's like, just take every day. It's like every rep, just enjoy the process of it, understanding, but know that when you get there, you're going to want something else. And it's not like oh, I'll lose 30 pounds and then that'll be me. And I'll just, stay at that specific weight for the rest of my life because not, you'll have a different goal. You want to be something different. Yep. That was good. I think I, I think we hit most of the, the common ones. Do you ones. want any more like quick fire one? No. You can do quick fire one if you want to. There are, I, would, I would like to say as well, there are some that are beyond things that I can talk about or deal yeah. with because I'm not an expert in those areas. So, you know, I do realize that some things are actual genuine reasons and not excuses. So beyond things that I feel comfortable giving advice on because I don't know and I don't want to fuck anybody up. Well, the one, the one last quick one I hit on, which was, was from Manuel. He said, uh, initially it was time. Now I think it's nutrition. I'm a work in progress. Love it. That's awesome. Yeah. Like that's perfect, yeah. right? You're always going to be tweaking, making things better, you know, addressing things that are working, aren't working uh, for you. And, and that's the small tweaks that we've been talking about this entire time. It's like, hey, first it was time. Cool. I dedicated time to myself. I figured out how to do that. Now it's going to be nutrition and getting my nutrition locked down. Cool. Then it's going to be this and it's going to be that. And it's just this continual progress of what you do. And that's what this is all about, right? This is this whole journey of making things successful. It's going through your routines, making them habits. And then from there, you know, building upon those and making yourself better. 
Yeah, I think the best thing about it is solving one problem at a time. Instead yeah. of him going in, right, I don't have the time. My nutrition is not really good. I don't really know what I'm doing in the gym. I'm going to try and solve all these right now. It's like, okay, time is the one that I need to do first because having more time will allow me to do X, Y, and Z, whatever. Um, so, yeah, I think that was solid. Yeah, sounds good. It was a good podcast this week. I uh, I like the feedback ones that we get from folks, you know, and, and what their actual struggles are, the actual questions. Um, that always helps. So, you know, if you have additional things that you want to add, hit up, hit us up on our Discord. Hit us up on, you know, if you go to the... Are we going to... You didn't reply to me. We're going to have a Discord only, like, members only night, day? I, I said we could do that, for sure. I said we could, we could do, like, the thing. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. So, like, we're you need like to a, be in the Discord you to do. have to be involved yes. in the members only Discord night. So I'll put the link, as always, in the notes, wherever they are. Yep. So join the Discord, ask your questions, hit us up on, on social media, We Hack Health. Um, you know, but, uh, we always appreciate the feedback. And again, you know, as Ben mentioned earlier in the podcast, you know, share this with friends, you know, give us a you know, thumbs up on, on, on this, on the, uh, you know, on the, the podcast and, uh, really and also if you think it's shit, tell us it's shit. Like what, yeah. what we need to change. Like yeah, if, there's, the if there's ideas that we can make this podcast better, please let us know. Be constructive. Yeah. Don't be gentle, but you know, <laughs> be constructive, not a dick. <laughs> yeah. Don't be a dick. Don't be the vitamin guy. So, <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thanks for listening. I'll catch you next week. Thanks, everybody. Bye.